Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Here comes Elastica, stretching her arms. Elastica, no one's beyond her reach. Elastica, Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. No more donuts, please. No more beer. None of it. I'm. I'm. J- okay, Homer Simpson. You make it seem like it was forced upon you. You voluntarily partook in. No Homer Simpson for donuts. I get it. Okay. And beer. Made me a man. Chug the rest of that water. You won't. You won't. Do it. Chug that water. Chug it. Chug it. Chug that water. You do it. Water. Ha ha ha. Breathe. Now you're spitting back into it. This is all inspired by me calling commentary on Tope drinking water on this week's episode of Married Movies. Your nostrils are flaring like huge. You might explode. This is not good audio. But I don't care because I peer pressured you into doing it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a brand new bottle of water. Pussy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the most random intro of all time. You call me Homer Simpson and I force you to chug a bottle of water. Uh, that's just par for the chorus here. Welcome. If Mary you're movies, new here. Every sing- I'm in the middle of speaking. Excuse me. And telling people what we do. You take a second off because you're about to burp for 900 minutes. On my habit tracker, one of my habits is interrupting you. And I didn't really do too well in January. Well, we only recorded like three times. I did a lot on Box and Friends though. I should have put those in there. But I have to start over. It's a new month. It's February 2nd, 2021. 2221. I realize why it's been so long since we haven't recorded. Because I was having fun. Uh, I'm in the middle of a thought. Don't speak. I don't need your reasons. I wasn't going to say anything, but now you interrupted your own self. Because I was so prepared. This is the mind fuck you have me in now. And that I just don't, I have to account for your horse shit. Welcome to marriage, baby. Oh, God. We talk about our lives, we talk about movies, and every week it progressively gets worse and fucking worse. Here we are, 300 episodes in, some odd deep. 14 years together. You just give me a fucking, it literally, it will be next week from when people are hearing this. It'll be 14 years we've been a couple. I'm sorry, what? 14 years. No, I only have one week. Probably pick something up. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean for gifts? Store. Oh, yeah, thanks a lot. You're already done. I'm the considerate one. I'm the thoughtful one. Okay. I'm the good one. Okay. 
You're not going to hurt my feelings. I'm the one who gets the presents. <laughs> so we've had quite an adventure over the past couple weeks since we last recorded. Um, I mean, we wa- even we watched this movie. We watched this movie over a week ago. Uh, the next installment of our Wrap It Up series, which we'll get to here in just a moment. But the reason we were so planned in advance and, you know, making sure we took care of business here on the podcast, because uh, we are recording this just a couple days before it airs, was this past weekend. was my favorite weekend of the year, the 2021 Royal Rumble. It's a whole weekend event for me. It's basically when I celebrate my birthday. That's what we talked about last week on uh, the Body Slam episode. Shout out to... Potswoggles, Augie, and RJ Hates Rap Tope for hanging out over the whole weekend. We had a great time. Why don't Very... you attribute a podcast to Augie? What else is he on besides a list? Um, <laughs> had a very fun, safe, debaucherous-filled weekend with uh, lots of alcohol, lots of donuts. donuts. We ordered. We got two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. And finish them in so much time that we were able to get another dozen donuts delivered later on in the weekend. Not the and, same day. And minis. And minis, yes. Uh, a dozen minis is I didn't see because I was like uh, in a coma on the couch. Was it like a, just a Krispy Kreme van just rolled up to our place? Or was it like just like a DoorDash person? Do we know? I didn't. I don't know. No. Very... Wait. I was the one who went outside and got it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he was I driving so. around. It was just some guy in a car. Great. It was just some guy in a car driving around, and I was on the patio with my blanket on, and then Augie pops his head out with Augie looking like Augie, and the guy, I don't know if he spoke English or not, and he was like, I was like, oh, I saw you driving around. He's like, yes, yes. Take your like, donuts, fatties. I was like, okay, thank you so much for the donuts. Yes, yes. Good night. I said, okay, thanks. I was really glad Augie was with me. <laughs> A lot of golf, both uh, top top golf, miniature golf, PGA, video game. It was it was it was the event of the evening. It was the event of the weekend. The event of the weekend. You even played. And you were, I did. You were surprisingly good at everything. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. All through the same. I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or not. You did finish last in putt putt, but barely. No, you finished last in putt putt. I thought I beat you by his own. Oh, no, I right. beat you because I got two hole in ones back to back. And I got the most skins, which Augie and Tope still owe me. Oh, yeah, I owe them skin money, too. That sounds weird. That sounds real Uh, weird. Played a lot of games. And then, of course, we had the the wrestling festivities, a lot of inside jokes. Just fun was had. The days flew by, but um, they are thankfully over because my body couldn't take much more. Only threw up once the whole weekend. That's pretty good for me. Um, Actually, it's not. I'm not a big, like... That and the previous time, a couple months ago, it was like the first times I've thrown up. No, since college. But you threw up a lot in college. No, I didn't. You, I can, I can recall two occasions that you puked in college. One was because of a kidney stone. Both were because of a kidney stone. Not, not being sick. Yeah, I think one was because you were sick. No. It's all right. I think I've thrown up more in an older age. Like I remember I threw up in New York. I don't know why we're talking about this. threw up in New York. I threw up uh, in Chicago mm-hmm. one year. Um, I've only thrown up once. And it's always because of lack of food. I'm so focused on drinking. It's the and same thing hydration. this time. Yeah, it, well, like... Oh, we don't need to talk about this. That's a podcast for a different podcast. <laughs> we got really drunk. Mullet can't hold his alcohol, and I can hold. Are, are you kidding me? I can hold my alcohol better than most. 
It's just when I don't prepare appropriately. Mullet doesn't know how to prepare. He doesn't understand that you're supposed to stay hydrated. You're supposed to have food in your system to sop up the alcohol. I mean, he can't chug a whole bottle of water. We already know I can, as you heard from earlier in the show. Today's movie. I'm not, gonna ch- I'm not going to chuck a bottle of water. I'm not an idiot. because yeah, you can't. I didn't you're say not... that. I just said. Yeah, I said that you cannot, which is okay. why you're choosing not to. And that's your opinion. Because you cannot. It's not an opinion. It's fact. Until you prove me wrong by chucking that bottle of water, it's fact. No, and until... Yeah. Nope. Nope. Until I do, it's my opinion, and that's more important to me than whatever you say, so... We started a series, you of course, here. You are the most ass-backwards person that I know. Interrupting. <laughs> we, uh... That's have... two. Oh, I'm sorry, three. We draw movies randomly, and we nominate movies back and forth. But we also have a third recurring series that we've started uh, last year. The Wrap It Up series, where we watch the sequels or prequels or whatever they may be of the movies we've already watched. That list is dwindling slowly but surely. And we have a few more to go after today's episode, which is a very important movie to the two of us. It is Disney Pixar's The Incredibles 2, the first movie we ever took to... Oh, Jillian 2. First movie we ever took our daughter Jillian to for On Father's, Father's Day. Day back in 2018. So today we do it for the podcast. I read the box? No, I do. Oh, there you go. That's right. Um, I think this one's gonna be bigger for you to watch. I just got confused because it's like on the package. So oh wanna, yeah, yeah. I want to give the it. option if you wanted to read, but I think the the no, I think yeah, this is yeah. bigger. Yeah. But I think everything is the check, same. Check the yeah, it should be. Check the front to make sure I didn't miss a quote. <clears throat> nope. Okay, you're good. Incredibles two. I knew that you were gonna fuck me up if I said the Incredibles two. That's why I made sure to say just Incredibles two. Worth the wait says Us Weekly. I almost said U.S. Weekly. It sounded like you fucked up every word in that sentence. Uh-huh. But I didn't. It sounded like you did. Yeah, but I didn't. Everyone's favorite super family is back in Disney Pixar's Incredibles 2. Helen is called on to lead a campaign to bring supers back, and Bob must juggle the day-to-day heroics of home life. But when a new villain emerges with a brilliant and dangerous plot, the pars meet the challenge together, with Frozone by their side. It really is incredible, says Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. You're good. <clears throat> Our reading challenge uh, rolls on. Uh, we're more than halfway done, I know that for a fact. So you run out of time to catch up from the three, four, your head on. How many is that to your head? Four? Five. Five. Ooh, five. Even better. That's right. She had uh, you had, uh, some rough points there on His Girl Friday. Uh, so, yeah. So, an important movie. This you is, can shut the fuck up. This is a sequel to... I think this is the only time that this has occurred in our Wrap It Up series, if I'm not mistaken, where we're doing uh, a sequel or a film that is part of our Perfect Ten Series. Um. Yeah, I don't think any of the tens. We haven't done Guardians two yet. We did. We oh, did. We did we Guardians did two. Day. Yeah. But okay. So then. No, I meant specifically for wrap it up. We did the Guardians two before we even started this, like years ago. We did the Guardians really? two a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, Incredibles. Yeah, and none of the yeah, other none of the rest of them have anything. Well, or Creed, we did Creed 2 with together, it. Toy, Toy Story, Story, we all, all did together. together. Back to the Future, yeah. 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 Um, so it's always hard um, to gauge and judge, you know, a sequel versus its... Original. Predecessor. As, as we talked about with Toy Story 2, yeah. 3, 4. And then particularly, you know, Disney Pixar has a reputation mm-hmm. of a certain standard. And then The Incredibles, in and of itself, was a perfect time movie of ours. It's so it was so anticipated. It's not often that a movie has such clamoring from all sides for a sequel. Like usually it's the people or usually it's the studio. It's neither one together. Like everybody wanted a sequel to Incredibles 2 and Breadbird. Only if, would do it if if the story was right and if, you know, the the stars aligned and you know, it, he also was a very, very busy person. Right. You know, he did, He you know, he's done Tomorrowland uh, in between there. I think he did another animated movie. Yeah, but he was also like... Uh, Ratatouille is what he ended up doing. mainstays of pictures. Sure. I'm sure he wasn't just twiddling did, his thumbs. I think he did one of the Mission Impossible movies at some point as well, in between like this whole big gap. Who the so fuck is Brad busy... Bird? Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, he's one of the greatest animated filmmakers of our time and uh so yeah so we had to wait a while for this and then when we finally got it i think it is still the highest grossing animated movie of all time really? it beat all the toy stories when it came out yep it was very very big um huh, this is the last so all this is building up he did so yeah yeah it was, it was only two years ago it takes a while for animated movies to kind of get off the ground and, and do whatever so building up all of this here is my question here's my question why does like I do I feel like nobody remembers this movie already? Why do I feel like this is a very good movie that is nowhere near the first movie? In my opinion, I don't agree. I I so we're gonna get into it. But when was the last time like this movie just came up in like conversation or like when when do you feel like the last time like you've thought about this movie? Before, like, we watched it. Even, because we made the joke uh, when we announced this was going to be the next one, that it just started being played on, like, Freeform. So, like, we would just, like, have it on in the background, like, once or twice. And, like, I totally had forgotten about it until I saw it on TV. And I was like, okay, we did it for the podcast. I, I don't I don't know the answer to that, but I think that that's not a fair assessment of the movie. I don't know if it's because of when it came out. I don't know if it's, you know, from... The uh, change in protagonist. Um, I think no syndrome definitely hurts. Yeah, yeah. The the villain, the no villain, villain, no villain kind of thing. I don't know if it's that particular formatting or the female forwardness of this movie. Because I think the first one's still pretty female forward. No, it's not. Not, not as much, but you figure. No, it's not. The main, the most of the screen time in the first one is on Mr. Incredible and Frozone and Syndrome. Frozone does not have that much screen time. The first... No, because like... Helen but... has the whole thing where she's going to save him, getting into Syndrome's lair, taking care of the kids. I would say if you actually did a breakdown of screen time in the first one, it's much closer. Just like I feel this one is too. I think she's, I think the focus is her in like the limelight... But Bob has just as much stuff to do with the kids and, and whatnot. I get I get your point though in that it 
I don't know. Like, so again, I said at the top, I, I like this. I think it's good. I think it's a very good movie. This to me, after having now seen it now, what, basically three times, can't still not feel like a disappointment compared to where we were. Because a lot of it I feel is just odd. And a lot of it I feel is like redundant. And a lot of it is not what I wanted. I wanted to just go see them on another adventure and a mission together. And like you kind of get like a lot of the same stuff to me. You, you, you don't get that feeling at all? I don't. I don't. But but I can't argue. I can't disagree with your statement of this is like a forgotten Pixar movie. But I think aside from the incredible, uh, aside from, I'm sorry, aside from the Toy Story series, any sequels within Pixar are more forgettable. This I mean, one, there's been a lot. I think I think you actually might have just touched on I what I, what's sequels. happening with me. I think it's the sequelness of it, and that I had higher hopes and expect, expectations sure. for an incredible sequel. Really, the first like Pixar. So I like Toy Story one and two, but this is the first Pixar movie I saw when I was really like an adult. I mean, this came out in 2004, so I was 17, going on 18. So like I, it was the first like animated movie I appreciated. Kind of both ways. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, think about it. People say the same thing about Monsters University versus Monsters, Inc. Sure. Right? Finding Dory, Finding Nemo. Exactly. Cars, cars, two, three, whatever. Yeah. Right? I think aside from the Toy Story ones, sequels are not well received. But for me... Pixar sequels are not so well cars, received. So Cars, Monsters, Inc. and Finding Nemo are on the lower end of my personal Pixar list anyway. So I I, th- I think this one unfortunately gets like lumped in in my brain and maybe with others as well as like like The Incredibles is a class above some of those other ones. So when you yeah. get an incredible sequel, you have the same level of like want for it, but it ultimately ends up being those, which again are fine movies. They're still right, better they're than most. Well, right, but I think I I don't know, and maybe it's because it was part of like the I don't know if it's like because look. So, Incredibles 2, right? Before Incredibles 2 was Coco. But we hadn't sure. seen Coco when it came yeah. out, right? Cars 3 was before that. Finding Dory was before that. The Good Dinosaur was before they went, that. This was their down. I think this was their this, down. This was their down right? Coco then brought this it back what, up. Right. And this, so, like, Inside Out and Good Dinosaur came out the same year. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that was part of it. Right. You know, they kind of like were blowing their load. Well, but then so like so let's get an actual some of the story and actual things that happened. So, the, the the beginning is really weird. So the beginning references the Jack Jack attack short, with Dicker like doing the, um, the interview with on Kari. on on no Kari well, but in this he's doing it on Tony, and like sets the tone for what is essentially like. The D plot of the movie. It's the MacGuffin of the film. Fucking want to punch you in the teeth. Um, and then it picks up right where the last movie left off, like like exactly to a T, like the Underminer attack, which is cool because everyone want like everyone kind of hoping the Underminer was just like the villain in the movie. You know what I mean? Um, but it's odd. It's just an odd choice that there's no real passage of time. Like, it's not like there's been that much, you know, for them to have happened to really, like, change them. 
Um, and then the Underminer gets away, and we're just kind of right back to where we were in the first movie. Like, supers are still illegal. You now like, might like have to Like, nothing move. has changed. Right, because so, I think maybe that's part of it is... It picks up, like, it's been 14 years since we saw this movie, and it picks up directly after with no character growth or development. And I think that that's part of it. Like, uh, I was anticipating three months later, a year later, supers are now legal. Yeah, I was going to say, like, three years later, supers are finally legal, and here's the big parade, and then, like, some villain comes and attacks them off to the races. Like, just spitballing. Like, you know, something like that. To me, oh, the man. movie is a lot of good, good... Brad Bird, call us up. Good and great things, and then a butt happens. So that whole sequence with the Underminer is just like any action sequence in this movie. So well done. Nobody does, like, an- animated action better than Brad Bird, particularly around Elastigirl, and there's just so many incredible moments with her and her and her, uh, her flexibility and her, her bike and all that. Like, it's awesome. And then, like, that happens, and then we're right back to, like, them at a police station getting, like, questioned and, like, harassed for what they did. And it's just, I don't know. And also, by 2016, or, tw- yeah, 2018, it's kind of passe at this point. You know, like, the superhero vigilante against the police sort of thing. Not what I want to, like have continually happen in this movie mm-hmm. or happen in my entertainment at all. Mm-hmm. So so I think the start of it hurts it and then to a certain extent the end of it hurts it as well because the end of it to me just it's another great good action piece. It's too long. Like that boat, like everything on the boat takes like 30 minutes. And I think that there's too many characters. There's too many characters. You're trying, you're, you're forcing us to kind of buy a new vest at this, you know, these B or C level new superheroes that you don't get any time with. And you don't know who's supposed to be funny, who's supposed to be serious. Um, And just all kind of ends with like a bit of a letdown. Now the meat in between all that, I think is really pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. But what is really good is the stuff that is not the core to, uh, like, the drama that's moving the story along. Yeah. So everything with Bob and the kids is my favorite part of the my movie. My favorite part. It, it's the it's best. so and good. And Edna and Jack-Jack, and, and, yeah. best. Jack-Jack crushes this movie. Edna's cameo is fantastic. We watched the short as well. Great. Um, uh, Auntie Edna, which was a bit of a... Disappointment. I was expecting more. It really is just like only like a couple minutes, and yeah. then like they just show you what happens right. in the movie. Like, before right, and after. right. We also watched Bow, which is the short that comes on this. Oh one. my is, god! Maybe it's maybe my second or third favorite short. I, yeah, it's. I and managed I think to not cry in it this time. I was bawling. Yeah. I was hysterical in it, and I think you know. That sends back to when we first went to see this. This was the first movie we saw with Jillian, and oh, I bawled Father's in the theaters. Day. Yeah, and it was just like. All she wanted was for her son to be with her. And it was just I remember so... looking at it was like, they fucking made me cry in the short. I know. <laughs> I was so pissed. Well, and I think that might be part of it. Like, the short was so good. Yeah. You know, so you're like, oh, they put that Here short we go. in front of it. Yeah. Like, oh boy. But, Bar is high. So, I guess that's another thing that's interesting to me is, so you have these really good, well-rounded characters, particularly Helen and Bob and Violet. I think, da- I think Dash gets the short end of the stick in this movie. And that, like, I don't 
don't think he, so. He doesn't do hardly anything, and he doesn't get like any like sort of arc at all. Like where in the first one, it's is like the struggle with you know wanting to be a kid, wanting to be a superhero, and like have the two together. You know, Violet at least has what she has going through this movie through it. But those should be what I really remember. But I really remember Jack Jack fighting a raccoon. I mean, Jack, that was Jack, great. Well, that's one of the best I mean, that's the comedic best. action scenes, that's, like that's comedic amazing. fights ever. That's that amazing. The raccoon fight is an all time. I love that. I love also like like just Bob being a parent and yeah. Bob just being like, it's not my fault they changed math. Math is math. So my MVP right. of the movie is Craig T. Nelson. Oh, 100%. He does such an amazing job. He does job. a great job when he's tired, when he, you know, be, trying to be the supportive with, like, his teeth grit. Like, you could just... His... He's oh, so man. damn funny in this. He's and it's, really to funny. me, very hard to be, like, fu- like, he has to basically... He wasn't funny in the first one. Like, he's Mr. Incredible. He has a couple, like, funny moments, but nothing crazy. Like... He's the comedic crux of the movie, but he also is such a good dad and so that's good at being, wants. like, that's all he wants at being, like, you know, stern and emotional, but at the same time, like, like him, like, doing nom it. nom on a cookie, the <laughs> cookie. Yeah. And, like, he's no spring like, chicken. Like, Craig T. Nelson's in his 70s. We he's been in this a long time. We needed double A batteries, and I got triple A batteries, and so we still need double A batteries. <laughs> it's like they did such a great job just emoting. Through their voices. Yeah. And, like, you could feel the resentment. You could feel the emotion. Like, you could feel all of that. And, you know, like, how many times does that happen where it's, like, you know, your partner is successful and you want to be supportive, but you're also jealous that they're successful and you're not. And yeah. then you're having to handle things that aren't in your wheelhouse, you right. know? Like, it happens to everybody. And I think that that, that, like, they do such a good job of making it super relatable even though you're watching people with superpowers. Sure. You know? So, like, that stuff is really good. Uh, like, when they go to the restaurant, like, the restaurant scene is funny. When, like, the like the water, the milk comes out of her nose. And mm-hmm. Bob trying to fix things. Frozone's reaction to Jack-Jack. And them going over to Edna. Oh like, that God, whole stretch so funny. is really, really, really mm-hmm. good. And then, but ultimately, it's not super important. It's basically something to give them to do while the main story of trying to get superheroes back in the public eye and figuring out what screen slavery is is going on. And the action stuff and those segments are captivating. But then every time, like, it kind of settles into, like, the story and the plot of it, I just am not, like, engaged in it. Like, there's a couple really, really long, like, dialogue scenes with her and Catherine Keener's character ends up being the villain in the movie. And, like, I, I just don't care, Evelyn, uh, the real screenslaver. Um, the screenslaver villain and, like, the way that it's done just also doesn't, like, catch me or do it. Uh, Disney right here, and I don't know if still, was going through a really bad stretch of, like, the surprise villain thing. Like, you had Hans and Frozen. You had, uh, you have, um... Whatever his name was, we just did for Coco. You had this. Uh, I feel like there was another one as well around this time. I'm not remembering off the top of my head. Um, I guess you could kind of consider like King Candy as Turbo. Who? King Candy, have some candy at the same time. Um, 
and just and again, it felt like played out. It felt expected, um, particularly when you have like such an obvious uh, red herring as the Bob Odenkirk character, kind of on full display the whole time. It that stuff just didn't connect for me mm-hmm. in a way that allowed me to say. This is a great movie. No, this is a good movie. It's a very good movie. But it's just it's just not clicking with me. Was there anything that didn't click for you to the level it didn't click for me? Um, I just didn't I don't know. I mean I, I think that the not villain villain, not villain villain. I just you know, I was like, okay. Cool. It's a it's a trick here. Um, I didn't like the screenslaver as a villain, Same. as a character in general. Um, and I didn't really get like I got like the why I guess, but I just Evelyn's yeah, whole demeanor. I di- I just I don't think I liked the way that they portrayed Evelyn as a character. You know, she's like just very like abrasive almost she just like mm-hmm. was very not caring is any of that the character or is any of that the performance i don't know I, I don't know I... I think it's the way that the character was written the lines that were written for her and like but it could be katherine keener's portrayal i just so didn't... she's one of three people on my lvp list i just didn't really buy into it and i did not like all the other heroes yeah same you know I didn't and like then like you have like the scene on the boat where like it's all the heroes and the ambassadors and everybody else, and I'm like, and then the bad guys too, and I'm like, there's so many people to keep track of. Like, is this well, a good one or a bad? Well, one then you also, what? well, because you also have the heroes are, you know, have the the goggles on that is controlling them. You have Violet and Dash who are trying to save their parents and fight them off, but they're also having to deal with Jack Jack on the screen. There was a lot going on. It's just, it, it's just it gets muddled. It's 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 it got muddled. It's yeah. sequelitis. It's just got too much happening. They wanted to put everything in it and I think that that may have hurt it because I just wanted to focus on like if they had made the whole movie just about just Bob staying home with the kids and like that cool even if even if Elastigirl didn't go and be, wasn't going to be a super she let's say she was the one who was going to get a job mm-hmm. you know and she was working or whatever like you know I liked the family stuff the super stuff is great, Jack Jack's powers, everything like that. But I was least engaged with anything with Evelyn, and and then when Elastigirl's being Elastigirl. See, that, that's crazy to me because she like we I, I, in the first Incredibles, um, Jason Lee was our MVP. But I know we made a strong case for Holly Hunter, and I, she might have won, should have been MVP. I, I'd have to check my my records to see if that was the case or not. Um, but, yeah, it seemed like a step down for her and the character, even though she has a spotlight and the focus. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it felt like one of those, like, Avengers Endgame forced female moments because, you know, this, that's not the case at all. But I think they relied too much on the goodwill of that character and short-sheeted her. With I think that's fair by surround by not surrounding her enough to do, she just kind of became like, like the a bo- the boring lead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She became the boring lead. 
So it was kind of, like even like some of the payoffs of like Jack Jack has powers, like like there's some stuff that like they build up for a payoff. And we don't really get that much of a of a payoff. Like like after they're done with the whole like fixing the boat, and she's like, I miss Jack Jack's first powers. Um, when, even in the movie when like they're now back on the case and they're gonna go after the uh, uh, the bad guys and like Violet still doesn't get like her date with Tony, like just just something something felt feels off and that sucks hmm. to me at least hmm. but like we already said the highs are high like a baby fighting a raccoon i'm for it i mean just the image of a burning child across from a row of lawn chairs and the raccoon just freaking out at that sight i mean that was is really hilarious. funny it's really funny but so are the highs high enough to Forgive the rest. That's, I think, the question. Hey, if you had superpowers, what superpower would you have? <laughs> I think we've been over this before. Yeah, well, it may have changed. The invincibility. Invincibility or invisibility? Invincibility. I want to be like Superman, where like nothing could hurt me. Mm. Um, Something can hurt Superman. So he still has a heart. Krypton. Yeah, a fictional thing called kryptonite. No, and then it, whenever they endangered his parents or Lois, he, like, freaked out. We are so. not talking about the correct canon. Um, uh, invincibility is one. Uh, reading Minds would be another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. What about you? Um, probably, yeah, like, telekinesis or so, like... You know, Professor X, Jean Grey type, or Rogue, where I can absorb people's powers. It's a completely different kind of. Yeah, movie. I was gonna say you're just gonna name every. You know, I want like a toad tongue, uh, magnet no. moving, just going through the X Men. That stupid guy who spikes come out of his head. Remember oh, that? Oh man, I remember guy? that fucking guy. Uh, who the fuck is that guy? I think the. Num num <laughs> cookie. Stop resting on that. Thank you. Nom, nom, on a cookie. Nom, nom, cookie. Uh, so I think the other reason why I like that part so much is that I'm just assuming that's going to be my life at a certain point is when did they change math? Also, because remember, The Incredibles is still technically happening in like the 50s or the 60s, right? Like this isn't in modern times. Yeah, there's no cell phones. This is happening like back in the day. The Incredibles isn't a modern thing. They're watching Johnny Quest on TV on an old ass TV. Hmm. The Incredibles is happening very much in like a non-modern time period. That's interesting. I you never noticed that. that before? I didn't think of that. I just thought it was fucking common core math, which I'm not looking forward to doing. Hopefully it'll be gone by then. Hopefully. Yeah, Incredibles time period. 1962. That's hmm. what it is. So, and the Incredibles 2, yeah, it's the... Uh, a future version of the 1960s, but still, like, there's still basic fundamental differences. You didn't think of, like, the diner and the TV and... I mean, I just thought it was, like, a small town. <laughs> um, what else do you know about Craig T. Nelson? You Craig T. Nelson fan? You ever watch Coach? N- no. Coach was a go-to show in the mullet household. We like Coach. Funny, I think it might have been on TJF at some point, or maybe just on another... Night of uh, comedic excellence on ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I also was in Poltergeist. 
See, I'm glad, glad we gave Craig T. Nelson some uh, some love here. Let's uh, let's determine who the LVP of this movie is. Like I said, I have a list of three. Catherine Keener is on my list. Also, is like a bit player. I didn't like the guy who played Chad, the news anchor. He just was kind of oh, obnoxious yeah, and was, annoying. Yeah, yeah, I did not like him either. Yeah. Uh, my other one is Bob Odenkirk. Really? I liked him. I thought he was He's endearing. just Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, he is just himself. And it is jarring and takes me out of every scene he's in. Because you're waiting for the twist. You're waiting for something. And he's just fucking Bob Odenkirk. He's not the villain. He's not anything, like, really important or interesting. And he does have, like, some weird, like... He's so into supers, like, the, the when he's, like, meets the uh, Mr. Incredible and... Elastigirl and Frozone, like, he's singing their songs and stuff. Yeah. Just kind of, like, cringe, but not like you're supposed to cringe at the character. I'm cringing because I don't get the point or, or see why we're, we're going through this. Okay. He was he was kind of my main one. But the Catherine Keener thing, the screenslaver as a villain is a big, a big part of it. And... She is so less valuable to the overall scope of the movie yeah. than Jason Lee is as Syndrome. But, but is that really fair to compare? Oh, I mean, when you're the villain, I think so. I mean, it's apples to apples. It's not as though this movie didn't have a villain. If this movie was just about them and they were the driving forces going from A to Z... It'd be different, but there's a villain to help move things from A to Z. And I just was like, okay, cool, whatever. The thing that I think that bothered me the most was, like, the kind of the reveal scene where, like, she has Elastigirl, you know, kind of trapped and stuck. In, like, the, in like the freezing, the freezing cold thing place. And, like, her monologue is just not Yeah, great. Yeah, well, and that's why I'm saying, like, the why behind it. Like, okay, so she... The parents believed in supers. They weren't there because they were disbanded. And she's mad at supers because her dad wanted to rely on them instead. So she wants to make them illegal forever. To me, it's like, well, they're already illegal. So I don't know what you're doing. Syndrome already killed off most of them. Right? There weren't very many left. Like, I... At least in in this Metroville or wherever this takes place, Metropolis, and so I don't know. I just felt like her the reasoning wasn't as strong as it could have been, because for example, Syndrome, his reasoning was because he was shunned by Mister Incredible. Mm-hmm. So you want to make a thing to show Mister Incredible he was worthy. In the process, he killed a bunch of other supers, right? Like, both movies are so dark. Like, like the mass homicide that happened in The Incredibles, and this one, the yeah. like the straight up like gun violence that takes place for the the. I mean, superhero movies are superhero movies are like that. Oh, no, but I'm not expecting the animated Disney one to, to right. Go but there, this you know isn't I mean? a kids movie. I mean, Brad Bird's not... really clear on the fact that just because it's animated doesn't mean it's a kids movie. It's just a medium to tell a story, Correct. which I which I think it is a really 
strong way to look at it. I think it's a great way to look at it. Um, you know, I enjoy it. I, I think it's, it's great, but I just thought it was based on, if you're comparing Incredibles 1, Incredibles 2, villain's not as strong. It's just not. Whether it's the performance or the character writing itself, it just wasn't as strong or as charismatic of a character or performance. I think Jason Lee, as Buddy, super charismatic. Yeah. You know, even though he was an asshole. He was like, yeah, squish Mirage. Remember? Oh, yeah, he was, like, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, evil do as it, fuck. Yeah, do it. You won't do it. But he also, at the end of the day, was still also like a pussy. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> like, I know that, but, yeah. you know, it, it, I don't know. So who are we going with? I don't know. I don't think Bob Odenkirk. I, I don't think. Maybe. So we're going Catherine Keener? Should have been, but. Or the news anchor. He's so inconsequential. Like, the the, the, the root problem we've identified of the movie yeah. is, like, that segment and sector, and we keep going back to it, so I think we got to make Catherine Keener. That stinks. Yeah, I love Catherine I Keener. Love I think Catherine she's a great Keener. actress, but I don't think she's a fit for this. You know, yeah. I just don't think she's a fit. She's she's much better of a, as a as a ominous threat and get out than she is in this. Yeah, yeah, um, and maybe it's compounded by all those different things. You know, comparing it to the first villain, comparing it to I don't think of it at all when I'm watching can, this. Oh uh, well, like after the fact, I'm like, yeah, that's Catherine Keener, and then I dwell on it. That's when I think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly Hunter still does a good job. I think the girl that does Violet is also very good. I, lo- I love the kid that they got to do Dash instead of the other kid who obviously couldn't do it because he aged 12 years. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, always crushing his Frozone. Always. Give me a Frozone movie. Like I would love a Frozone movie. Frozone me... and Honey all day. Yes. Uh, I think that would be great. But I think he's got a lot of really great lines and he has his more to swagger. do this time. Like when he's coming, when like, the bad supers mm-hmm. are trying to get the kids from the house, and he just walks in like they part ways and like make room for him, you know. Um, I think it's just so cool. Great replacement casting with Bud Lucky uh, having passed away uh, before he could do Rick Dicker, so he's got Jonathan Banks to do it, which I'm sad there wasn't a Dicker in in uh, uh, Winston Dever scene for yeah. the two of them to be back together. And then a lot of weird casting. Of course, Phil Lamar, who's like an animated like legend at this point, has a couple characters. Yeah, I, I think that's also really strange that he's an animated legend too. Because I remember watching him just like on Mad, on TV? Mad TV and stuff. Well, yeah. he, he's Marvin. He, he's Marvin got shot I in the face. Know. Uh, I Sophia know. Bush is Void, who the whole time I just assumed was Kristen Stewart because the character looks like Kristen like Stewart. Like he was but it's meant not... to be Kristen Stewart, and they got they couldn't get. Yeah, him to so do it's it. got the chick from yeah, the Chicago PD shows. But look, did that character add anything? No, 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 no. no. Did any of those add anything? No, no. no. I'm, just, I'm just recapping that. Gerd, who who was the voice of Gerd? I don't have uh, Gerd. You talking about Gus Burns reflux? Sure. Uh, Paul eating. They were going to name him Gerd. I think that would have been better. Um, what I'm highlighting is that there's it's a very very good voice cast. Sure, yes. Um, but it's an odd voice cast because that's why I haven't gotten to Barry Bostwick as a, as the mayor, and uh, the unnamed valet of Winston Dever, who's a big fan of Frozone. It's fucking Usher for no reason at all. Why is it Usher? Fuck Usher. Can I put that on the record? I don't like Usher. Overrated. 
probably definitely bad person, Usher can go fuck himself. Starting okay. a feud with Usher on this podcast. Are we going to do anything else with Usher in it? I only know one other movie with Usher in it, and yes, we own it. The Faculty. We haven't done The Faculty yet? No, we haven't done The Faculty. When would The Faculty have come up? Oh, well, maybe I was thinking of, uh, like, Teaching Mrs. Tingle and then The Faculty. Oh, yeah, fair. No, Teaching Mrs. Tingle was a random selection. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, like yeah. that's kind of where I the went with faculty it. The uh, Faculty was on Pluto TV the other night when I was just, like, cool. looking for background noise, and it was just, like... Man, I love that movie, but that movie's probably pretty bad. <laughs> that scene where it's like Elijah Wood and Josh Hartnett oh, and Jordana Brewster. Just this cast that you're saying. Uh, Katie Holmes is also in Sean that, Sean right? Patrick Thomas, whatever the hell his name is. No, Katie Holmes isn't in that. Oh, no. Oh, I'm thinking of like that. And they're all like snorting the pen to like determine like who is and is not like the alien. John Stewart's in that movie. It's fucking weird. But it was one of those movies like in middle and high school that I saw on TV and I loved and I... I yeah, I had to have so. Oh my gosh. Could you do a third one? Third Incredibles. I mean, I think you can. I think you can do as many as you wanted to. But like, what would you do with the third one? I think that you would make it either Frozone focused, mm-hmm. or you make it um, like. Years have passed, and now sure. Violet and Dash are the. This should be like a, a protagonist. Like, a, like, well, I was like that, but like the move—that's the movie when the changing of the guard happens. Like, it's time for the other two to like officially retire. They're too old. They pass it off to them. The two of them like meet like their partners, like whether like ones in like a dating relationship or ones, you know, like just got another like doing more math. Yeah, algebra. Just got another, like another coworker or whatever. I think that's the, the the place to take it. I'm sure it'll happen at some point. Here's the one thing. Why the fuck do we not have an Incredibles ride? I know. Like, there's... So now they have uh, some great... So, like, the Incredibile is uh, such a cool vehicle in this. So cool. And then you have the Incredible bike as well. There should be some great... It's the Elastabike. Like, motion... Elastabike. Some great, like, motion sensor stuff you can do, like, on the road, making you feel like you're, like, right. stretching you're, and, and going frozen, further. And frozen, like... Like, going down, like, a, a ice The fact thing. that, like, Hollywood Studios has that Pixar place area, and, like, it basically is just Toy Story. I love the Toy Story section. Don't get me wrong. It's incredible what they've done. And they've had so many ideas over the course of the past 15, 20 years on a Monsters, Inc., like, door coaster. Uh, what are some other examples? Like, a bunch of other things, Right. And they just haven't gone anything Incredibles. It just, it killed, especially with the Marvel thing right there. Like, that they can't really do. Then just do, like, an Incredibles ride. It'd be the sickest fucking ride of all time. It really would. Uh, one day, one day, hopefully. Uh, what else on the Incredibles 2? Or Incredibles 2, I'm sorry. Anything? I think we covered it. Um, let me just check my notes. The movie will always, like I said, hold a special place in my heart. Will her, forever be the first movie that Jillian ever saw. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the very few she may actually see in theaters. Yeah, right. Um, with the way the the world is now. But what would you... So one last question as you're thinking. What would you do if you came into the room and all of a sudden like, Jillian was like shooting laser beams out of her eyes? Or like floating in the air? Cool. Cool. Let's do it, baby. Let's harness those powers.
figure out, find somebody who can help harness her powers, and go from there. Get fucking rich off of Oh, uh, yeah. That was my answer. I'm go on all the talk shows. As long as you promise no tests, no, like, scientific stuff for her, just... No, there would be 100%, and I no. would stop that. Yeah. We would have to go in, like, the hiding and stuff, but then we have the best weapon with us, her. Right. It'd be like, it'd be like, like in Logan. If Jillian was, like, fucking X-23, that'd be so cool. She'd kill you. Well, she, no, she wouldn't kill me. Man, how much she, she likes to if she hasn't with killed you? Me, if she hasn't killed me by now, but on an accident, like she sneezes and claws because oh now I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God forbid. No, don't say that. <laughs> what? It's not real. She doesn't have claws. What are you talking you about? You don't know that. I'm pretty sure at this point I know that our daughter doesn't have special powers. What if they don't She had do... glue in her hair today. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Score time. What would you do? You you would just like immediately call like the media? Holy fucking shit. I'd go buy a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, yeah, then I'd probably alert the media. And then I'd tell you. <laughs> but you'd be like the last person to find out. Great. What are you giving The Incredibles to? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I really did. I, I think that there were some really high highs. I, I you know, when I... Th- Think of this movie, think of those things. But you brought up a really good point at the beginning is, why don't we think of it? You know? And so that that kind of affected my view of the movie and, and how I'm going to rate it and everything. But I, I mean, I still think it's, it's, it's incredible still. I think so. I mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of good, a lot of funny scenes, quotable scenes, um, very relatable, even though it's completely unrelatable. Um... I'm giving it an 8. I'm also giving it an 8 was my score. Okay. Because everything I've said, you can't deny... The look. The craftsmanship. I mean, of course, it looks... It's gorgeous. It looks great like any Pixar movie does. Voice acting, for the most part, is well-rounded. It is one of the funnier Pixar movies. One of the funnier I definitely do think that it is a a laugh-out-loud funny movie. Purposefully, yeah. But that, to me, doesn't make up for what I had anticipated from the first one, which is, like, a legitimately good action family movie that that kind of makes sense through and through. Um, so that it suffers uh, because of that here. So an 8 down from a 10 from the, from the first one, but still an 8, nothing to sneeze at. So that wrap it up is in the books. Next wrap it up, we stay in the superhero realm with uh, another sequel that I believe maybe came out in 2008, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 2018, yeah. So another 2018 superhero movie. We'll be watching Deadpool 2 is next oh, on the docket. Oh, nice. uh, Yeah. And we only have, I think, three or four after that to wrap up, and they're all going to be kind of from the past... I think we have, like, two more after that that are from, like, 2018, 2019, 2020-ish era. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, like, from the 80s because we're stupid. Uh, but, yeah, that's what's happening. But that will be next week. Next week. I don't know if we actually finally said what it was. So we, we uh, we've been referencing a movie that was bought for us. And you know the rule. If you buy us a movie and you give it to us. Slide into my DMs for our address if you want to buy us a movie. Don't slide into his DMs. If you can keep interrupting me, I can keep telling people to slide into my DMs. And 
your mother got this for me specifically in a... It was in our stocking for Christmas. stocking. Christmas. Don't remember where she got it from. But she's like, doesn't that look bad? I'm like, yep, sure does. Thanks, Mom. It is... I have no other way to describe this. I guess we're keeping the comic book thing rolling. A comic book horror movie starring Daisy Ridley, you know, Ray from Star Wars fame before she was famous, called Scrawl. Scrawl will be next week's episode. Cool boy. Uh, crazy, crazy cool. cool. Stay cool boy. Uh, after that will be The Fan, a random movie. Cool boy. <laughs> and then we get in a, a train wreck, Deadpool 2, and then, you know, some other things. So, not not all, not all bad. Not all all yeah, weird. all bad. No, mostly hey, bad. We've had a pretty good year, all right, so far. We definitely have. So it's time to fuck it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is an English movie. Of course, it's Daisy Ridley's in it. What'd you expect? Star Wars isn't British. But there's a lot of them in it. Yeah. We expect her to just be come out and be like, "Hey, what's going on? I'm Daisy Ridley." Maybe. She's good enough actress. She might be able to pull it off. Yeah, she is. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Go back and listen to our other Mullet Awards. Go back and listen to the networks. I know uh, Tope, our, uh, who we referenced earlier, uh, played the networks with us uh, for like 60% of the time. He said he's going to go back and listen to those now, so when he comes and sees us the next time, he understands how to play the game and he can kick our ass. Uh, which will never happen, but that's fine. I'm fine knowing that it's one thing I can be better at than him uh, after the whole weekend. For now. For now. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies, at MarriedWithMovies on Twitter. MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. Let's know what you think of the show. Also, let us know who you think are the winners for the 2020 Mullet Awards arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets get your votes in you only have a few short weeks left um, that episode will be coming out I believe after our Deadpool episode so you have about four weeks still from when you're hearing this to get your votes in for the best and the worst of 2020 and for me at your host mullet 38 on Instagram make sure that you are having your notifications turned on for my show Box and Friends whenever that pops up me unveiling my uh, new purchases and my many, many collections, and arcadeaudio.net slash podwoggle for my retro wrestling diary. Uh, Podswoggle, wrestling podcast entertainment, is now wrapped up once again for the time being. We'll probably be back for one or two episodes in April uh, for WrestleMania. But for now, back into retirement we go. Thank you for your support and listening to that show over the past eight weeks. Samantha. Hmm. Anything else? I jam with your same on Instagram. I just like to be annoying. They know. That's about it. They know. For a mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I I don't want any more kids, but Jillian would make a really good violet. She would. So we need to buy a couple kids. Or we can... Nope. Jingle back.
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.